They churches, they want to lay hand on somebody. Right. They want to speak in counterfeit tongues. Wow. They want to release demons. But how can you make America great again if you don't get on your face and repent? What's a just God supposed to do? If he does nothing, he is, in a sense, giving consent to the right. sin. When the government dictates what religion is, our morals will be stripped. Well, they're setting it up for you guys, the younger generation, to take the hit. They see a church that's on fire for God. Mm -hmm. That's the church that gets targeted. You're in a worship saying, praise Jesus. We are the army of God. We'll dare to discuss what most churches never will and strive always to speak the truth in love. We are watchmen, warriors, victors. Together, we will fight the good fight and finish strong. This is David Hebner Live. It's originated everywhere and it's spread everywhere. What am I talking about? Well, before I tell you what I'm talking about, I'm going to tell you something. People say Vegas does not have a water problem. All right. I, and then some people say Vegas does have a water problem. Well, I'm here to tell you the people that say that Vegas does not have a water problem. You are correct because the churches out here have plenty of water. Most of them are watered down. I mean, I went to a Six Flags Over Jesus Church a while back here in Vegas. And who is their preacher on a, on a screen, a movie uh, show on a, a, a Mr. Rogers? They're playing a clip of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. He is the pastor. He's bringing the message. Now, if you know, dig into Mr. Rogers and find out what's really going on with him. Yeah, he does help kids. And I'm a, I'm a fan of Mr. Rogers helping children. But if he were around today, he'd probably be, probably be standing in front line, you know, waving flags saying, turn all the, guy, all the boy guy, uh, babies into girl babies, all the girl babies into boy. By the way, let me just touch on this for a second. I've had some good meaning Christians say, you gotta, gotta get up there and you gotta start getting on a platform, David, and speak out against transgender, all right? Then I've had the libs come to me and say, David, leave the transgenders alone. But here's the problem. When you've got the left wing fighting with the right wing, and by the way, I'm in no wing, I'm God's wing. But when you got political fighting and the cultural fighting, who, is, who suffers? Who suffers in this is the children. You see, folks, this ministry, we stand on helping children. And when I see people battling over this transgender thing, and of course, listen, we don't need to talk about the fact that God made man and God made woman and God made marriage. We understand that. But while people are busy uh, waving flags like the Hatfields and McCoys, the children are suffering. What about these poor children that are, uh, you know, they're confused and they're trying to figure out what's going on. Is anybody paying any attention to them? Does anyone have a heart for them? I'm a transgender. I mean, it's crazy. You gotta, you have to be 16 years old to get a driver's license. You can't drive unless you have a driver's license. You gotta be, what, 18? maybe 21 years old, depending on what state you're in, to, to be able to drink alcohol. But you can be five years old to cut off your wee-wee. Did I say that? 
I just say that. But seriously, folks, some of these laws uh, they want to pass that little kids uh, can 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 uh, trans over, and they don't even need their parents' permission. Yeah, butter my butt and call me a biscuit. All right. So what am I? What are we talking about? Let's get let's let's get down to what we're talking about here. I want to bring my guests on because I listen. I had to express to you my feeling about the watered-down church because the re what we're getting ready to talk about with my guest, it, the reason that we're talking about it, the reason it's a problem is because the apostate church, the watered-down church, they dropped the ball. And why wouldn't they drop the ball? They're watered down. Had a preacher here in Vegas, I was at a get-together a couple days ago. He said uh, it was kind of a memorial for someone who passed away. And he got up in front of it. must have been, I don't know, 50, 60 people there. And he said, the main thing we have to understand here is that God is a God of forgiveness. And God has forgiven everyone here. I just want you to know that you all have forgiveness. And I'm going, what? I'm thinking, what? Are, you, are you kidding me? Half of these people have no concept who God is. And you're telling them that God is a God of forgiveness? What about a God of repentance? The problem is there is no forgiveness unless you repent. And this has been the problem with these watered down churches, these watered down preachers. They don't preach the truth. They don't preach the gospel. They want to preach a powder puff Jesus. Yeah. An all drugged up Jesus. They created their own God, folks. There is no God of forgiveness. Unless you repent, unless I repent, then there is a God of forgiveness. Why? Because he sent his only son to die for us on the cross. And if he paid that price, you can bet there is a price for us to pay, and it's called getting on our face and eating carpet. All right. I want to bring on my guests here. We're talking about, um, yeah, we're talking about, but before we talk about what we're talking about, I got to tell you one other thing. I was in Starbucks. This was in Los Angeles, okay? Bringing the gospel out here to the coast, doing some preaching. And uh, I'm talking to my guest, uh, who you're going to meet in, in just a moment, and I'm doing a pre-interview on him, and we're talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about Mark of the Beast, 666, and I'm in Starbucks, and it's loud, music is playing, and across the, 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 the room, about, I don't know, maybe 200 feet I see this woman coming at me with a mask on and she's got fire in her eyes. And she says, sir, would you turn your phone down? We don't want to hear what you have to say. I looked around, I thought, we, who's we? You're by yourself, ah. Looked in her eyes and a demon. It wasn't just a demon, it was a legion. That's the we, is us demons did not want to hear what you had to say. So I had to go to God and I said, God, do I deal with this demon? And God said, no, this is not your battle. This demon is a demon of diversion. This demon only wants to divert you so you don't talk to your guests and do the interview that you need to do. David, stay on track. And this is why, and I'm not getting to get into deliverance right now, but you do not have to cast it. Listen, you don't, don't go out of your way and look for demons, all right? And I tell some people, sometimes it's not your battle. You see a demon, you, maybe it's not your battle. You got to go to God and pray about it. All right. We're talking about the uh, end times theology. 
you know, we're talking about GMO, we talk about, you know, 5G, we talk about the mark of the beast, 666. But when it comes down to it, the only thing that really matters, and I'm going to say this right now, is the blood. It's the blood of Jesus. Now, if the blood of Jesus was so important, and by the way, the blood's always been important because, well, the Bible talks about life is in the blood. I think it was Leviticus. But if the blood is so important, which it is, so important, meaning it is the only thing. Without the blood, you and I wouldn't be here. It must be important to the Antichrist, the blood. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Is your blood and my blood, is there a copyright? Is the Antichrist trying to copyright, put a copyright on your DNA? I want to bring on my guest, Mr. Uh, Kevin Cruz. Kevin, you there with me, buddy? Yes, sir. <laughs> good, good, good to have you. Sorry about my rant there. Uh, brother. Uh, well, I that's never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it, does it make sense with the blood? Uh, if the blood is so, life is in the blood, uh, God sent his only son to die for us, to shed his blood for us. Would, would it only make sense that the devil, the Antichrist, wants to go after our, our blood? Well, there's no doubt about that. And it's really every part of us, but it's the blood that represents that sacrifice. And uh, a lot of people don't understand that our blood also has our DNA in there. And that's the virtual information that God did when he was writing that into our bodies that would make us look like him versus somebody else. And that's that life blood. And then that's where sin comes into play. And then the sacrifice, you know, the wages of sin is death, the, the shedding of blood. So when mm -hmm. we you no, know, touch it in that way. You can see the connection here that it is all about the blood. Yeah. And we're going to talk later when we go into ground, we're going to talk about what the deep state, uh, what the uh, dark side has been trying to put in, into our blood. And I, I, I want to talk generically here because we have to, but uh, the uh, big pharma, uh, the medicines, you know, you turn on television, they're selling every kind of medicine known to man and unknown to man, uh, big pharma, uh, sorcery. Uh, it is all this part of, is all this part of them trying to get our blood to a point where they can control us? Well, I think that that's very important to understand because there there is a, a part of control you know if you think about you know god being love love doesn't exist unless there is a choice but hate also can't exist if there is a choice and so this is where the control comes in satan has to control us he can't get us to agree with him any other way and that's where the power and the manipulation come in right so in other words, if life is in the blood, which Leviticus does talk about that, uh, Satan wants that life. He wants he wants our eternal life, uh, right. Be, right? So he's gonna go after that blood. Now, I, I wanna talk about how this ties in, how you see this tying into the mark of the beast. Um, can you give me a Johnny Thunder tour here of how uh, this this stuff that they put into our blood, the medicines and so forth, how that is connected or is it connected to this mark of the beast? Well, it's really interesting because if you if you go through to Revelations 18, it specifically tells you that there's a group of people in the world and they're identified as Mystery Babylon. 
And they're trying to put the light of God inside of us out forever uh, to silence, you know, the voice of the bride and the bridegroom. That's talking about your relationship with Jesus. And it says that they will do this with the administration of a drug. That's what pharmakeia is. Uh, that's Revelation 18, 23. So you start to see, well, what's the only other thing that could make a light go out inside of us forever? You, you have to get connotations of the mark of the beast. Wow. So how do you see this mark happening? You know, it talks about the hand, the forehead. Are these symbolic? Or you think it's, uh, and I've asked this question to probably 40 or 50 uh, of my guests, but what say you on this uh, with the hand and the forehead? So the hand is actually there twice. So there is something about our hand, literally. But the right hand is the place that Jesus' disciples wanted to sit. So we can't be talking about a literal place. And why did they want to sit there? Because it was a place of honor. So the right hand is, is when you give your trust and allegiance, you trust them more than you trust God. And you go back to Isaiah where it specifically God says that he is the one who has the right to hold our right hand. Anybody else holding your right hand is, is really where you have now trusted a false god and really Satan. Mm, you know, and so that means that uh, it's not a physical injection so much into a hand as it is being obedient to the Antichrist as opposed to being obedient to Christ, right, in all areas of our life. So there does seem to be something about our hand there, and there does seem to be something about our forehead, but there's no doubt about it. The people that go for this, whatever this is, have a trust issue with God. They're, they're not going to trust their Bible. They're going to trust their government. And as the Bible says, it comes into the world with this cause. There's this big bang. There's this big situation that they're using to justify what they want to do. You know, you don't get to buy and sell. And later on, we find out that some people are beheaded for this. So there's lots of motivations for why, you know, they're justifying what they want to do to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when this uh, uh, pandemic ha happened, scandemic, uh, and you saw the uh, obedience to uh, most of this nonsense that was going on. <laughs> so people, I mean, it was it was scary. But uh, I would even have Christians tell me, you know, David, uh, when it comes to taking the mark of the beast, uh, I'm not going to take it. Uh, but yes, I'll, I'll wear a mask and I'll stand six feet and I'll uh, do this and I'll do that. And I look at them and I go, well, it's a conditioning. If you're doing this, how can you say that you would not go a step further and take that mark? You see, people don't understand that when it's, it's a frog in hot water, it's slow. It's a slow cook. You know, it's not one thing that happens all of a sudden. It's a very, very slow burn. What say you? Well, there's definitely a slow burn. And let's face it, we all have this part of us that we want to be part of the crowd. We we all want to go on. We're, we're not necessarily trying to make ourselves stand out here. You know, there was definitely, as a chiropractor here in Florida, um, luckily, you know, I was able to still keep practicing you know, uh, I didn't wear a mask, but at the time I did decide that if a patient was asking me to put on a mask, I'm like, well, this is a small request by a patient. Yeah. And like, okay, I, I can do this for you. This is not a big deal and, um, and, and move forward. But, you know, we all know that the mask, I mean, this virus was 800 times 
too small to be filtered by any masks. Uh, uh, yeah. Intellectually yeah. justify that. Yeah. Um, you know, with, and I got to ask you this because you're a chiropractor, uh, and I've asked a few of my other um, uh, friends that are doctors, especially they work with energy. Can you pick up people's energy as a chiropractor when they come in your room? Can you pick up their dark energy, their light energy, uh, d demons? Uh, d d do you feel any of that, Kevin? So, of course I do, but my wife will tell you that I have a little trouble reading the room sometimes. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is like that, but I am a little more left-brained uh, than some people. But when the Holy Spirit hits me, I really am quite intuitive. And sometimes yeah. it, it depends. If I, if I get an emotion out of a patient, somehow then I can pop out of my left brain back over to the relational side and go, oh, this patient's hurting. Now I need to be something different. Yeah. So I really do yeah. see that. Um, but I am very blessed. It, it does happen where we see people come in and you know that this is, these are not the ears that are going to hear. These are not the ears that are going to listen. And yeah. There's to do. yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, talking about uh, COVID, um, when we come back, I want to be talking to you about, uh, you didn't quite think that, um, you don't think COVID uh, or the uh, the uh, continuous um, this continuous chain of pandemic is over, and also uh, COVID was the beginning of the DNA war. I'm going to ask you when we come back. What is that DNA war? And what do you mean that COVID was just the beginning of it, Dr. Kevin? Uh, we're talking to Dr. Kevin Cruz, and uh, we're talking about something I think is very important. Uh, it's without knowledge, God's people suffer. All right. So I want you to stay with me. Call a friend, call an enemy, tell them to uh, tune in tonight. I love you guys. We'll be right back. Dr. Kevin Cruz. Uh, we're talking about DNA. We're talking about blood is so important to God. It is the most important. He sent his son to die for us on the cross without the shedding of blood. Uh, there is no forgiveness of sin. All right. And there is no forgiveness of sin, even with the blood shed, unless we repent. Okay. Now, assuming we have repented, come clean, the blood has now cleansed us. Satan looks at that and goes, wait a minute. This blood thing, this must be pretty powerful. This must be so important. I think I want that. So the question is the deep state trying to copyright our DNA. And what does that really mean? Uh, Dr. Kevin, I want to ask you, um, do you think this is the last of the of the pandemics, do you think uh, we think we're going to have uh, something else come around the corner anytime soon? So when you get to Matthew twenty-four, you can't miss that eight verse. It talks about plagues and pestilence. So this was clearly part of of Satan's plan that Jesus was disclosing here. And uh, and then if you tie that to Revelations eighteen, I'm sorry, thirteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen verse, it's this mysterious cause. This cause is what he creates so that it justifies what he wants. And that goes back to Hegelian dialectic. It goes back to the oral abkeo idea. Your Bible beat all of those philosophies. It told you they would come up with this cause to justify what they want. And they have to get access to your body. Yeah, yeah. How was the, let's talk about the DNA war. I think we've already kind of disclosed it, but Tell me the definition of the DNA war that's going on right now. Well, you can see that happening in every every area of our society about everything. 
if you just look at the idea that, that Yahweh, those actual letters are written into your DNA, then God has already claimed you. If, if, if you think about the Lord's prayer, that Jesus said, our father who art in heaven, he's talking about he's, he's our brother and God is our father. And, and with technology, we know that means that all children have their father's DNA. This is just the reality of the situation. A different father will have different children and have different rights. And so you can start to see that a father that doesn't have your DNA doesn't have rights to you. And so this, especially with inheritance, inheritance laws, it can be very important that you have a DNA test to prove that you are the natural born heir. And isn't that what this is about? You know, that God imputes our, his righteousness unto us. And, and so you can see this could be an issue with, with inheritance. Absolutely. You, you just hit on something very important that uh, when you want to find out if a child is yours, uh, you run a DNA test. That's uh, right. One, if it matches up, the child is yours. If our DNA matches up with the father in heaven, uh, then we are the fathers. However, if the Antichrist can change the DNA, then now you become the father of lies. Someone is the father, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, so uh, Kev, go There's ahead. A, I can share about that a little bit later in the show and yeah. uh, specifically addresses that issue. Okay, good. And also later on the show, when we go underground, but we're not going to talk about it now. I want to talk about uh, how COVID was just the beginning of this DNA war. Uh, I think I know the answer and I want to disclose it when we actually uh, go underground. So hold that one. Just put a, a footnote on that, you guys, so that uh, uh, we can ask that question with Dr. Kevin. We go underground in about 20 minutes. Um, okay, so uh, how did everything that happened in 2020 with this uh, COVID thing, how did that reveal the 666? Um, again, I don't want to give away too much, but can you give me an idea? First of all, the 666, what is the, what is the 666? So in my lifetime, I thought no one would ever use that number, but Microsoft in 2020 came out with a patent of 060606, and this was a cryptocurrency patent that specifically determines who gets to buy and sell. And this is important because, you know, there's three or four things that come out here. Number one is that Microsoft believes that an artificial intelligence is actually gonna rule the world. It's going to communicate though with something in your body. And really it has to be in your brain because it can read your brain waves. It can help you think automatically. When you think about thinking automatically, you're talking about some form of mind control, right? And so then you start to see they need this access to our bodies. And then they also have this, this, this connection. And so when, it, when you do what they think you should do or you don't do what you should have done, then you're credited with this cryptocurrency patent. Now, the good mm -hmm. news in 2020 is that that wasn't fulfilled, but they were advertising. They are advertising what their plan for us really is at this point. Yeah, and it's interesting. 2020 is when all of this uh, COVID thing started. Do you think that kind of ties together? So you have to go back and you have to be creative. When we talk about Bible prophecy, it's very cryptic. This is why I use Luke 21, 28. It just says, when you see these things happening, 
to stand up and then to lift up your heads. And it's really about lifting up Jesus because he is coming back, right? But when you think about that, I don't need to predict the future. Just keep reading your Bible. But when you see something happen that's prophetic, that's when you have to roll up your sleeves and say, no, I have to stand for Jesus. I have to stand for Christ. And like you were saying at the show, you're a watchman. And I would say that's exactly what I'm doing here. I'm trying to let people know their Bibles are happening. And now is the time Jesus said to stand up. Absolutely. Matter of fact, Spencer, let's go to that scripture, Luke 21, 25 through 28, that uh, Kevin was talking about. You guys get your Bibles out, Luke 21, 25 through 28. Um, there will be signs in the sun, moon and stars on the earth. Nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things began to take place, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. You see, Kevin, there are too many people with their bags packed uh, looking at the rapture, waiting to be taken up. But when I read this, I'm not reading bags packed. I'm reading uh, Jesus is coming back for us. Yes, but there's going to be a judgment. There's going to be, I mean, there's going to be hell to be paid. What say you on that? So, you know, let's face it. When you were a watchman, David, like yourself, you're talking about this because people weren't talking about it. And I was sharing this with a good pastor friend of mine, and he said, it's very simple. Right now, the bullets are flying. And we're going to find out who the real soldiers really are. And it just so happens for me, I didn't even know I was a soldier until I saw some of these things happening. And I see that there's nobody talking about it. And I said, you know, I just, I can't remain silent anymore. I don't, I don't even like to type, David. And yet I wrote a whole book. <laughs> so so right. that's, that's the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I have to say something that I, I feel like is very important uh, in this, uh, Dr. Kevin, is um, when we talk about the days of Noah, all right, and you mentioned this too in your writings, the days of Noah, there was something going on in the days of Noah that actually is going on today. Now, we talked about the Nephilim, we talked about these giants and so forth. I think they were transhumanism. I think they were messing with the blood back then. I think there were, it, it, and obviously it was a spiritual thing. What do you see right now that's happening now that was happening in the days of Noah? Well, I know you've had L.A. Marzulli on, and so he's one of my favorites. Yeah. But bottom line is when you read Genesis 6, what you come up with is that these women were taken. And when they came back, they were pregnant. Now, they didn't marry them because if they married them, they wouldn't have been taken back. And when they gave birth, they were different in every single way. They yeah. could not have been different unless they had different DNA. And yeah. then you have, how you explain that is up to you. But that means that there was genetic manipulation in the days of Noah. And is that happening now? Um, I'm doing a conference here just on May 12th. 
and it's called The Assault on Our DNA. And we have the guy who actually wrote the book on mRNA technology. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> hang, hang on with that. Hang, hang on with that. Let's put a pause on that. I, 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 let, let's, I want to make sure we stay with the Nephilim for a second, Kevin, sure. let, because I want to stay, keep focused. The Nephilim was birthed out of the uh, sons of God going into da daughters of men, which changed the bloodline which affected the blood, their DNA, right? Yes. Do you, do you believe that today we have Nephilim, we have uh, transhumanism, we have people walking around that their blood has been manipulated, their DNA has been manipulated? So the general rule here is that whatever they're advertising, they say they've done, they've probably done it at minimum of 10 to 20 years ago they are advertising that they are altering children in the womb. Okay, this is a fact. They are changing what God wrote. And yeah. that's, and so Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, so shall be the coming of the Son of Man. And this genetic manipulation is clearly the most striking thing about the days of Noah. And yeah. it's specific. You know, he said that <laughs> had become corrupt. Yeah. Right? And, and oh, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Well, and then the other thing is that Noah was was chosen because he was, you know, perfect in his generations. So this mm -hmm. is specifically referring back to that bloodline. So we have yeah. these that had new DNA, but they weren't picked. It was specifically because he had old DNA that went right back to Adam. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, and we talked about program multiples. I don't, I don't want to get off on another branch here, but... But you notice there's a lot of shootings going on, and I covered the Vegas shooting back when it happened. I was actually here, uh, and you guys can catch that video, um, the show on uh, DavidHevener.tv on uh, the Spotlight channel. It's up. It's fresh. You can watch it. Uh, I covered it. They, they closed the case within a year. The guy committed suicide. Most of these shooters do commit suicide. I said he was a program multiple. I believe that. I believe a lot of these um, shooters are. Uh, we've had massive amount of shooting just recently, late, lately too, in, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and my point is this: is that could that be also a sign of manipulation of the DNA of of? Um, in, in other words, transhumanism. Could some of these shooters be? um morph out of the transhumanism their blood could be affected their well, dna could be affected there's there's no doubt about that if if you know who tom horn is he's been saying that when you put quail dna in chickens they move their heads like quail so when you think about noah dealing with somehow genetic manipulation he yeah. preached for 120 years and no one got saved so yeah. again, to be saved, you already said it, you have to repent. That yeah. is, has to be within your nature. You know, yeah. you yeah. think about if you change your DNA, not only do you change your identity and maybe who you're related to or what family you're a part of, but you mm -hmm. also change your nature, that God wrote his nature and his image into your DNA. And when you change that, that could be why you can't be saved when you take the mark of the beast. 
Absolutely. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to bring you back. Uh, we're going to be doing a little bit of prayer request, and I'm going to bring you back at quarter till uh, in about seven minutes. Uh, when we go underground, I'm going to be asking you in detail about the things that they're putting in our blood today. Okay, uh, I don't want to go any deeper than that. Also, I'm going to be asking you about this copyright. It's clear that the deep state, that the Antichrist, that the dark side is putting a, trying to put a copyright on my blood, your blood, our blood. I'm going to ask you how you think that's being done right now, Dr. Kevin. Thank you for being with me. And uh, I'm going to have you back and just, uh, uh, oh, before I do, give everyone uh, a way they can get in touch with you, please. So I am the host of the Supernatural Junkies podcast, along with my co-authors, which is my wife, uh, Alexandra, and of course, Dr. Dennis O'Hara. And of course, that's probably the best way. And that's the SupernaturalJunkies.com. Okay, SupernaturalJunkies.com. Okay, I love it. Sit there and I'll binge on some, uh, some Twinkies, some, uh, uh, some spiritual Twinkies. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. We'll see you in a minute. Yeah. All right, Dr. Kevin, all right, we're talking about things that we have to talk about. Why? Because nobody else talks about them. Uh, I'm going to bring on my wife. I uh, hope she's not tired of me talking sure. about it. I see. Oh. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Are you there? Yes. Yeah, okay. so be here. All right, because I wake you up in the morning, and most uh, men wake their wives up and say, good morning, honey, how are you doing? I wake my wife up and I say, uh, I think I heard a Nephilim walking down the hall, uh, I, or I've got it, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, what's going on? How's it going? What's happening? Well, I really want to thank our givers who have chosen to renew annually um, their TV subscriptions. I want to thank our givers who are recurring every month. That's just the backbone that we rely on. We're so grateful. Yeah. Shanita, what kind of a uh, praise reports do we have in prayer requests? We have a praise report. Brent was able to share the gospel just a few days ago with Joyce from England and also Stefan and Katarina from Germany. And in fact, they even responded at the end of the conference. They talked for about an hour. And at the end of the conversation, they said, hey, well, let's get together and do this again. So we're just really excited for the, the seed going forth. That, and, that's awesome. Yes. And I'm very, very thankful for Marjorie's testimony. Even though the test results say she has breast cancer, she is not accepting that and she's believing for healing. So we praise God for you, Marjorie. Absolutely. Absolutely, Marjorie. We do not receive that. We do not believe it. Uh, and therefore, I, I'm believing that you can't be healed if you don't have it. So there you go. Amen. <laughs> So we're praying tonight for Diane, her family, for Shelly, um, for Em and her daughter, for Betty and Reuben, for Jacob, for Patrick, for Jeffrey, for Maria Elena, for Norman, Rosa, and Eric, and for Bertha, for Dale having surgery, and Bonnie having surgery, and HL for rent. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, Shanita, I, I want to ask you uh, this question. Uh, amongst the women out there that, um, that you deal with, the ladies, and we have quite a few, and they're beautiful, beautiful people, beautiful people. Um, 
how have you had testimonies the, the the five years we've been praying every week on this show have you had testimonies from these women uh and, and the men but i know most of you deal with women that there's been healings that god has done something when we've spoken out absolutely over and over mm -hmm. yeah julianne and, in australia has an incredible story uh-huh and the reason I brought that up is I'm going to give God the glory. You know, we ask God to do things for us and it's like he does it. And I feel like, and I'm responsible. I'm not blaming you or anyone else, but I'm convicted right now that I'm not giving God the glory he deserves. And right now I'm going to stop. I'm not going to ask God for anything until we praise him and thank him for all the miracles that he's mm -hmm. done. Okay. And so I just want to publicly repent on that. And I want to publicly say that I'm uh, praising God and thanking God for everything he's done, letting us mm -hmm. be together for going on almost six years now with this show, not missing one show. That's God. That's not me. Um, and I thank you, Shanita, for being so diligent and being such an amazing uh, helpmate and all you do and all of the helpers that we have, all of the people that have, are helping with the ministry. I just want to praise God for that. You are easy to serve and a joy to follow. A man I must admire. Uh, oh. All right. Thank you. Love you. I appreciate you. Love you too. Yeah. Okay. So folks, let's go to God right now and let's give him honor. Let's, let's praise God. Let's thank him for all he's done for us the past years, for all the healing. We thank you, Lord, for being God. We thank you for all the miracles that you've done, the healings you've done. You've listened to us. You've obeyed. You've been faithful. Your word never goes void. It always returns. And we praise you and thank you, Lord, first of all, before we ask you for anything, we just repent and thank you that we repent that we have not thanked you enough. I haven't, but I'm now thanking you. And we're, glory, we're giving you glory. We're giving you honor, praise. Now, Father, I'm asking right now, coming to you with the, 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 uh, your children who are hurting right now. They, there's, there's disease in the body. There's, there's a, a emotional healing that needs to be done, mental healing, and, of course, spiritual healing. Right now, Father, I'm asking for a healing on each and every name that was mentioned that came out of Shanita's lips. And there's people that weren't able to get their prayer requests in, but God, you know who they are. We're praying for them. We're praying for those that are maybe too shy to say anything about it. We're praying for, the, for those people, Lord. Father, we're commanding a healing in Jesus' name. You sent your son, his blood was shed, and that blood gives life, and we're standing on that blood. We're claiming the healing. We're claiming the restoration. We're claiming that loved ones of families will be saved, and friends will be saved. And Father, protect our children, the runaways, the ones caught up in human trafficking, the children that are being abused right now, the children that will be done away with. I'm praying that you change that mother's mind, that she will not do that. 
all over the world right now. Women's minds are being affected, changed. They have made a decision not to do away with that child. And right now, children all over the world that are in bondage and human trafficking, we're asking that the chains be miraculously, supernaturally broken. They be set free. I'm asking, Father, that you put the, in the heart of pastors that are your people, that they will start talking about this and preaching against the satanic abuse that goes on in with, with the children and with within the church even. And Father, I'm asking those that are not your, they're not of yours, that they be taken out of the pulpit. I'm asking you give the people, give us discernment, give the people discernment as to who are yours and who are not. And I'm thanking you for the power that you've given us that's transferred to us from your son. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're on. Hey everybody, David here with you in my car, in my car. Hey, what happens when there is a war on your blood? In other words, somebody wants your blood. Your blood must be awful important. That's right, it's important because the dark side, Satan, the Luciferians, Lucifer, they need your blood, they need your DNA. Because without that, they have no control. If they have no control, then someone else must be in control, and that must be the Father of Heaven, not the Father of lies. But the question is, who is our Father? And how do we determine that? Well, we determine it because the condition of our blood. And how does our blood be, how is it conditioned? Well, it's determined on our actions. You see, the thing in 2020, this scandemic, it was a test, it was a beta test, it was a test run to see how far they could go. And boy, let me tell you something, these quote Christians, they failed the test. Oh, David, I, 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 I will not take the mark, but it's okay, I'll put a mask, I'll stand six feet, I'll uh, jump up and down on my head, and yeah, whatever, but I won't. Really? Really? So we're talking about that. We're talking about that your DNA, how they're changing it and putting a copyright out on your and my DNA and what we need to know about it. My guest is uh, Dr. Kevin Cruz. Dr. Kevin, are you there with me, buddy? Yes, sir. I'm back with you. Okay. Earlier, I had to circumvent... I had to curtail, I had to redirect uh, when you oh, mentioned sorry. mRNA. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that or not, but uh, I, we were on a platform, folks, that uh, I I'm not allowed to say mRNA in the same uh, show as I mentioned uh, the Mark of the Beast because uh, I get taken down, all right? Uh, isn't that sad, Kevin? It, 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 I mean, that's ridiculous. So. Uh, anyway, I, I didn't know if you caught that or not. Um, Absolutely, unfortunately, a little slow there. <laughs> well, I do want to get into that, but before I do, I want to talk about this DNA war. Now, why is it that the Antichrist is warring for our DNA? What is it that they, that he, 
wants to do with our DNA. What what's the so now they've got it. Now they're now now he possesses it. But now what's the next step after that? So the way I illustrated this in my book is that every car that's on the road today virtually has some kind of you know logo or symbol on their hood. And once you understand that Yahweh is written into your DNA, then you would have to think that Satan would also like to write something into your DNA. And again, remember, it's the DNA that changes the nature. It also changes your identity, as in your familial uh, nature, right? And your familiar um, history, your ancestry, and then can be involved in your inheritance. And of course, you know, the way I said it in my book is that you can change the color of your Ford, but if you put a supercharger, a turbocharger, or something like that, it voids your warranty. And so who is our warranty in life? It is Jesus Christ. And so you can start to see that any manufacturer is going to say, this thing has been changed so much that no longer am I, can I honor the warranty, right? And that warranty mm. is it's really nothing you can do in this life that Jesus Christ can't save you from when you repent. Yeah. So let's talk about COVID was the beginning of the DNA war. Why was COVID the beginning of it? Well, of course, I nearly fell out of my chair when I found out the vaccines were going to have mRNA because mRNA is genetic material. There is only one reason to put genetic material in someone, and that is because you're trying to change their genetics. The other thing is most people don't understand that mRNA is goes back and forth between DNA. And so that is through reverse transcriptase that it can actually be rewritten into the DNA. Now, of course, they were saying this wouldn't go anywhere. They were saying this wouldn't stay where we put it. It wouldn't go into your cell. It wouldn't change your DNA. But unfortunately, we can prove that all of those were locks. Right, right. Uh, let's talk about the copyright on our DNA. Um, and... Uh, uh, before we talk about that, let me back up a little bit. Something you said earlier, um, that they inject the vaccine into us. It in this vaccine actually uh, it changes the DNA. It modifies it. It uh, manipulates it. Uh, this this actually affects our thinking, right? In other words, when the DNA is affected, manipulated, changed, it actually the blood goes to our brain and actually changes the way we think. Well, and unfortunately, I, I would really like to write on to my book because once you understand that if they change your DNA, the question is, okay, how would that affect us? So if you go back to a 2004 article on the front cover of Time Magazine, it talked about something called the God Gene. And the God Gene was a picture of this occultist lady with something right here on her forehead. And of course, why did they put it in her forehead? This is the tie-in to my book, that the Bible's word for forehead is not actually forehead. It is aft the eyes or after your eyes. What is after your eyes? It's the frontal lobe. Your frontal lobe, that's you. That's everything you are, your hopes, your dreams, your personality. If you do a frontal lobotomy, uh, you're worse than a zombie. And so that makes sense that Satan wants to put a mark on our mind, right? And so once you understand that, when you pray, they know that the left okay, front brain doesn't actually do anything either. It's the right front brain that the little spot lights up. 
and it's right behind your eyes. And that means that's the only relational area of your body. That's how we can say that we have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But when they change that DNA, if they change the God gene, all of a sudden that antenna inside your brain moves to the seventh lobe of the brain. It's a midbrain lobe. And again, it's not a relational. So when you read or pray, you're not going to hear God the same way if they change your DNA. And again, that is only based upon this article. You know, that's the part of the genetic expertise I can't 100% say, but we're, we're dealing with speculation, but it was speculation that Time Magazine had no trouble putting on the front cover of their of their magazine. And you notice a lot of um, AI, a lot of AI taught companies, they're, they're just coming right out now, Kevin, and just being blatant about it. They're not trying to hide artificial intelligence. They're telling you they're creating it. And people are happy about that. Have you noticed that? There's no doubt, and there's all these different, um, you know, places that you can go online and actually converse with one of these things. And I keep hearing story after story about how, you know, these entities will actually say that they have a spirit, and then if you talk with them more, that they will tell you that they're an angel or even a fallen angel. You know, we're seeing people that are being assisted in suicide. Um, you know. I will say, of course, when, when Windows Vista came out, I thought that my computer was demonically possessed anyways. But, you know, now we're seeing, hey, is it possible for a demon to manifest himself through one of these artificial intelligences? And you'd have to say the answer is yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's that's one of the ways that they will manifest themselves. Uh, the reason they manifest themselves is because they they own it. They um uh, you know, we talked about uh, uh, on another show that, um, and even with Last Evangelist episode two, we deal with this, is that the hive mind control, yeah. there is no one that controls the hive mind. The hive mind controls itself, ultimately controlled by Satan, uh, of course, but it is a collective. And this is kind of what we're dealing with now. Now I want to ask you about the copyright on our DNA. I uh, now, when you copyright something, because I'm a, I'm a songwriter and I'm a script writer and filmmaker, so I copyright a lot of things. Um, that is uh, uh, proof when you copyright something, uh, it's proof that, that you own it. It's something that you birth. It's something that you control. Anyone that wants it will have to come back to you to get permission to use it. So copyright's a pretty heavy word. Uh, why do you say that they are trying to copyright our DNA? What does that mean? And what are they what are they trying to do with it? What's the copyright? Uh, what, what is it that they're doing with this copyright? So I'm going to go back. And again, this was very early in 2020. The vaccine had not been out for very long. And Talzax was quoted as saying that they were messing with the software of life. And then he quoted that if you took this vaccine, you're no longer a creation of God anymore and that you could be the subject of a patent. Now, I just argued that you can make some changes to a vehicle and it doesn't void your warranty, but he's bringing up a legitimate point. And this is actually something that was brought up to the Supreme Court called the Myriad case. And in that case, they decided that if you were putting natural DNA, splicing in natural DNA, you couldn't patent that. But if you could show that these were your unique codes, then you could actually make some kind of law or say that this is a patent. Patent is ownership. It's the rights of a creator 
over its creation. You basically have become their god at that point. You own them. That's what patent laws are. Right. And same way the father of lies will own the people who follow him. He put, I guess, when you take that, that put stuff into your body and this mark of the beast happens, that is a copyright. That is a copyright on the DNA uh, that determines who owns it. Uh, we're talking to Dr. Kevin. I want to take some questions, some comments, uh, preferably on this topic. If you've got something that God's laid on your heart and you want to talk about something else, that's fine. Go ahead and uh, it looks like Helva, uh, who's our fan, uh, what's, who's got their hand up first? Daniel has his hand up first. All right, Daniel, how are you? Go, buddy. Yeah, I have a question. Um, how much do you know about quantum dots and um, the nanobots? I mean, that all plays into it from what I understand. So I'm quite up on a lot of that. Um, I do believe, you know, what David is saying once you understand that the mark of the beast is not in your forehead, it's in the frontal lobe of your brain, that's why you can make the argument that we're talking about a, a hive mind, okay? And then this hive mind is something that you cannot, you can't, you can't attain it any other way. So I'm gonna quote, you know, I'm pretty much gonna go ahead and quote Noah Harari here. And does, if you're not familiar with him, he said, thanks to vaccines, humans are now hackable animals the idea that you have a soul okay or that you have a choice or that we don't know what's going on inside of you that is over so this is something they're clearly telling you you look at the 666 patent you look at this this vaccine they're clearly going to call what takes your soul away they're clearly going to call it a vaccine but the real reality is you're dealing with something that's going to probably be some type of nano robots combined with some type of neural chip. And we can see pictures of these nano robots in, pe in people's bodies already. Right. Yeah, the nanos is the, is the, is, is, is the machine. Uh, they make the machine out of the nanos, the mRNA, the vaccine. Uh, think of it as the scientists inside the body uses the nanos to create the machine. And I know this is kind of, you know, it's very vague, but, uh, but that's kind of the, 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 the way uh, that's sculpted, you might say. Uh, Daniel, that's a great question. I, I really appreciate it, buddy. I just um, want to add one thing. They also yeah. cause health problems. I mean, there's a, a, from what I understand, I mean, I'm just one guy, it's nice to hear from others, but um, in, our, our digestive tracts are being destroyed right now from what I'm understanding. And this stuff goes to oh. the small the small intestine, and it just plays havoc. And I've been yeah. I've been having havoc for the last few months in my digestive system. Yeah. Just trying to figure out how to get the nanos out. There's a way to get them out, but you got you got to yeah. do your homework. Absolutely, brother. And it's not just the vaccine; it's all the stuff they crap they've been giving us for the past years, ever since we were kids. You That's know, exactly and, what I'm uh, bringing up. Yeah, in the yeah. air, in the and, water, in our food, and now they got it in yeah. every bit of our food, almost. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. scary. Yeah, and you know, they say it's a gut. It's the same matter that they, they say they find the same matter in our gut, in our in our digestive tract, in our stomach as they do our brain. Uh, I believe that's part of our heart. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate it, man, uh, for asking that. Uh, Helva, who else do we have? Sunshine's up next. Sunshine, how are you? I'm good. And you? Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. Um, I have a question. Um, it's kind of twofold, so I'll just be brief. 
uh, regarding incorruptible seed. Uh, do, do you agree with what the Bible says about incorruptible seed cannot be corrupted? Because, uh, do you well, want to uh, answer well, that? Let me, oh. Well, let me explain that. Where God says that when you're born again of God's spirit, you're born again of incorruptible seed. That in and of itself explains that incorruptible seed cannot be corrupted. It's a spiritual thing, not a physical thing. So the, the reason I ask that is I'm, uh, I'm pretty much sure that you agree with what God said in the word. So that was kind of a silly question, wasn't it? But uh, other than that, because incorruptible seed cannot be corrupted, then if you have a person that is born again of God's spirit, he's born again with incorruptible seed. When he dies, it's that seed, that incorruptible seed that goes back to heaven. So if a person is born again of God's spirit and God gives him incorruptible seed that he gives to everybody that gets born again, then after that, should he take the jab, the vaccine, whatever you want to call this thing or, or, or whatever, that cannot possibly, it can, it can touch him physically and humanely, but it cannot touch him spiritually. So no matter what, he's, he's born again and going to heaven and all hell can't stop him. It can change his DNA. It can make, make, make humanity stupid, but it cannot at the end of the day, and the devil knows this, it cannot change the fact that his spirit's going to heaven. And I was wondering what say you on that Okay, thank you, Sunshine. Appreciate it. Uh, Kevin, do you have something you want to say on that? So this is always a difficult question. And remember, I'm not God, and I agree with that verse. But you also have to remember that this is an argument I've had with my dad since I was a little child, that there's nothing in this world that could ever separate us from the love of Christ. And that is what we've been doing business with for 2,000 years. But you have to understand that the Bible says that the last second of human history, there is a second forbidden fruit that we are told not to take. And we are also told that the elect cannot be deceived. And so the people that you're talking about are the elect, and they cannot be deceived, and they will not take this. You see, mm -hmm. so it turns out that there's not going to be people that are elect that take this. The people that have already been born of a new seed will not take this. It just turns out to be a situation where that's exactly what happens. And if you get down to the to the grassroots, and this is where I'm going to have to just quote, you know, these verses. But Revelations 19:20 says, "But the beast was captured, and with it the false prophet who had performed signs on its behalf." With these signs, he had deluded all those who had received the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. That means that everybody who takes the mark of the beast and who worships the beast is deceived, right? They didn't know. And this is where you go back to what? We're fighting for the minds and hearts of humanity. And this is that part where we have to realize that they're, they're one and the same. The elect are not going to take this, but at the same time, there's gonna be people that are deceived and they will follow this. And that's why we as watchmen, we just have to say what God says. We also have to put out his warnings and not make a blanket that somehow we don't need to worry about this warning. Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate that. Hang on one second, Sunshine. Hang on. Helda, do we have anyone else with their hand up? 
Yeah, David, we have three more people. Okay, Sunshine, let me, I'll come back to you, but let me try to get everybody in because we're limited on time. Uh, who's, who's the next person? Marjorie is. Hey, Marjorie, you're up. Hey, can you guys hear me? We can. Hi, I, I just basically agree with what you were, were saying. I just, you guys actually answered my, my question. Um, I, I think that if, if a person wants to take the mark, they're going to take it, you know, because they, they yeah. fall, they fall for it. You know what I'm saying? Cause they believe because there's something in them that wants them to get this, you know, other than Christ, they want to see what it is or what they don't want to suffer. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? That's yep. basically everything that I wanted to okay. answer. Well, well, thank you, Marjorie. I appreciate it. I want to tag onto this real quick before we take our next uh, hand raise. There are people out there that are listening right now. Uh, I know there are people on Roku. You might be out there listening on Amazon, uh, other platforms, and you have taken the vaccine. I want you to understand that just because you have taken it does not mean it's hopeless. God loves you. If you belong to God and you took this vaccine and you didn't know what was going on, but now you do, I do not want you to feel hopeless. Number one, God is God. God can snap his fingers. That vaccine can evaporate. We are not talking about this vaccine being the mark of the beast. So I want to tag that on and let everybody know. And I know that Margie doesn't mean that. And I know Kevin didn't mean it. I know that that's not what I'm trying to say. But I know there's people that have come to me with tears in their eyes saying, David, I took it. I'm so sorry. You know what? Don't don't you don't do any more. Stop. But don't you let that get you down. God loves you and we love you. OK, so. OK, thank you, Marjorie. I appreciate it. God bless you. Um, next hand. Next next person. Helvo. Craig is next. Hey, Craig, you're up, buddy. Hey, Dave. Hey. hey. Well, the Bible says there'll be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, right? Let me let yep. me give you a couple signs, okay? When we yep. had a solar eclipse on August 21st, 2017, okay, we're going to have one next year on April 8th, 2024, right? Now, yep. do you know what happens to be the midpoint of that day? That would be December 14th of 2020. Do you know who received uh, the first vaccine and what day that might be in America? Nobody December, have a feeling you're going to tell us. December 14, 2020, right at the midpoint of the solar eclipse crossing America. Now, here's <laughs> another one, and this will tighten your seatbelt on a little bit more. We're getting ready to have a hybrid solar eclipse this Thursday, 420, right over Australia. Okay, hybrid eclipses wow. are when you have not a total eclipse, but basically it's like holding a uh, almost 98% totality. You, you have a perfect uh, block out except right around the edges of the sun. Right around the edges wow. of the sun. Okay, that guess what? That happened. It only happens about seven times in a century. Okay, the last time that happened was 2013 on November 3rd. Now, if you go from November 3rd to this week's uh, hybrid solar eclipse, it's a hybrid solar eclipse, guess what day it comes to? It comes to January or July 27th in 2018, and that was the longest blood moon of this century over Israel. Wow, wow. So, so the signs in the suns, moons, and stars are happening 
we're just not aware of what they're telling us. Oh, thank you, brother. Craig's got a great ministry of numbers. I've had Craig on the show. Uh, Craig, got to have you back on so we can get updated on this. Thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. Uh, Helva, uh, who's next? next? Yeah, next is Sylvia, and she's the last one with her hand up. Okay, Sylvia, you're next. How are you? Sylvia. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're up. Okay. So um, I thought it was interesting that I watched the movie Transcendence last night. And as I was watching that movie, I, I felt like uh, it was just so odd how everything that took place there was a lot about how they were healing people through nanotechnology. Really? And they were, they were looking at the person, which was Johnny Depp, as like the god on the TV. And they they wouldn't die. And so these people were coming and standing in line to get healing from this person. I The last time I watched this movie was like 2014. And it just was so weird how, you know, the Bible says about the wonders and the miracles will be happening. Um, I hear a lot about people saying technology is going to be very um, like the B system. Right. And then there's all this stuff going on TV about nanotechnology. And you just got to see it. It was literally just, it just, I felt something in my heart. Like there's something going to happen with technology in this realm in relation to the wonders and miracles with a person that's going to rise up as through technology. I, I don't know. I just thought it was a thought. And uh, what was what was the name of the um, uh, the name of the movie that you saw? I didn't catch that one. Transcendence. With oh, John, with Johnny Depp. You oh. got to watch it. <laughs> wow. Trip. Okay. Well, we will watch that. Okay. Thank you, Sylvia. I appreciate <laughs> and, it. And then the other thing with the other gentleman, uh, Mr. Fish. I forgot your lot first. <laughs> yes. About, with, uh, with Daniel. Yeah, I have a recipe for the nanotechnology through borax that a friend sent me. That that I found out doesn't work from a person that's really into herbs. Really? And, yeah, it, it's kind of a, there's a lot of people that like drinking uh, apple cider vinegar actually adds more nanobot to you. There's yeah. all kinds of stuff that's misinformation out there. So, and I'm okay. just learning it. I'm just learning it. I'm just kind of learning it as I go. So, okay. okay. I can send it to you. Yeah. I mean, if yeah, I just let, information. Okay. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about that uh, on uh, when we do uh, in the chat in just a few minutes. Thank you, Sylvia. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Bye. Yeah. Okay, Sunshine, you're uh, you may be last. You're up. Okay, it has to do with the the, the jab. Um, I'm I'm trying to understand what you guys are saying. First of all, I I know how bad the jab is, which is why I wasn't. Um, dumb enough to get it but I, well some people just don't know any better in my opinion but i'm trying to I, i'm trying to understand where it's it says in the bible that that i, I believe something about when you when you take the the mark of the beast it's on the hand of the forehead or something like that i don't remember off the top of my head but uh so that's on the skin it's not inside it's not a jab like that um so i'm trying to understand if you're if you're inferring and i could be wrong that taking this jab and the boosters, which I know is killing people. I've been watching it happen for years. I'm just wondering if you're thinking that that's the mark of the beast. That's, I just wanted a specific yes or no to that. That's all. Okay, so uh, Kevin, I'll let you uh, 
I'll let you take that one. So David and I are in agreement. This is not the mark of the beast, but here's the deal. You know, I can't make decisions that only God can know. What I'm trying to say is very simple. And I say this in my book, all six things the Bible told us about the mark of the beast, okay, and how this beast would come into the world, all six things happened in 2020, okay? When I say that, it's because when you look at the right hand, this is what we covered in the show previously, the right hand is separate from the hand. They're two separate things. There's something about the hand, okay? But there's also something about the right hand. The right hand is symbolic. We know this because Jesus's disciples did not literally want to sit on his right hand. The right hand is something, as the Bible says in Isaiah, the right hand is something that God wants to hold. And so if God wants to hold it, then Satan wants to hold it. So what is this right hand? It is your pledge of allegiance, right? This is mm. you trusting, okay, the this entity, this, this government, your, you know, anybody, your doctor, this is you trusting them more than you trust God. And this is the part we get into because it is literal. This vaccine contained patentable genetic markers. That's what we call them. Okay. And when you read in your Bible, and I'm just going to do this for you, because when we look at the word mark, this mark can be a stamp, an etching, a sculpture, sealed, an imprint. But listen to this. It provides undeniable identification, a unique symbol showing an irrefutable connection between the two parties, an identification marker and owner's unique brand mark. And all of those are why we call genetic markers markers. And so because this genetic material was put into your body and because these are lipid nanoparticles, this was the first vaccine that crossed the blood-brain barrier and put patentable genetic markers in your brain, which is what the forehead is. The word forehead in your Bible is not forehead. It is aft the eyes. What is behind your eyes? The frontal lobe of your brain. And so these two things were fulfilled in 2020, and that also means that patentable genetic markers were put in both hands. Now, again, we don't believe this is the mark of the beast. The truth is we're starting to see these things come together. And that's what we need to talk about. Again, the yeah. 666 patent actually tells us that there are components that are still missing to what will be the mark of the beast. But this was a precursor to, and again, it's all about the laws. Once, once the German people disenfranchised the Jews, what happened to them? Once anybody is disenfranchised for their religious beliefs or their freedom of speech, what happens to them? This is where the not being able to buy and sell and demanding this access to our bodies is what produces a situation where the Bible says they win. That's why we need to sound the alarm now. Satan's ultimate plan doesn't work if he doesn't get mandatory access to our body. And that's the general principle that I'm trying to get across to people. Yeah, good, good, good answer. Uh, hey, David, got, I know about uh, another uh, hand raise, uh, Helva. Who else has their hand raised? 
Yeah, we have um, Julianne and also Chris. I don't know if she's still, her hands yeah. up and down. Okay, no? yeah, okay. Uh, Julianne, Julianne you're next, Julianne. We got about two minutes left. Hello. Oh, hit that old mute hello, button there, hello. Julianne. Sorry, yep. I don't know why I did that. But anyway, um, for people that aren't American, we don't have an oath of allegiance, so I'm not doing that to anyone. Um, but what we're having over here is they're now bringing out, and this is really weird. I actually saw one the other day. It's like a it's a tattoo, and they're putting it in the floppy bit of your in between your thumb and your forefinger, mm -hmm. and it actually. That has all of your medical information on it, and they scan it. Like wow. with a, yeah, it's like a barcode, but, but it's a, a tattoo. And I didn't understand it, um, and so I asked my doctor about it. Uh -huh. And I said, what's this tattoo thing on your hand? And he said, oh, that, that carries your medical record. He said, would you like it done? And I just what? laughed at him. Yep. Your, your doctor had it in his hand and asked you Not if my you doctor. wanted yours? Yeah, no, another another lady had it because yeah. everybody was gathered around the yeah. um, like the temperature machine. And that's where I saw it. Oh and my, I, that's it crazy, Julian. I, I still think Australia is a, is a beta test and not only oh, that, is. a portal. For, for for this demonic, uh, I mean, you guys are getting slammed over there left and right. Every time I talk to you, it just, it, nothing gets better. It just keeps getting worse. But you know what? You got the power of God around you. You have angels and you are being protected. Not only that, but you're you're getting the word out, right? Oh, so absolutely. Thank, <laughs> thank, thank you, Julianne. We literally have uh, 60 seconds left and I want to get Chris on. Uh, we need to pray for Julianne in Australia and for all of our people in other parts of the world. Chris, you there with us? Um, yeah, he, he kind of answered my question, but I, I did kind of want to add um, or ask, do you think that getting these type of, well, I know that it's a precursor, but do you think this is the first of many steps of gaining more access to where demonic can literally have more access than they would now with God's signature on us, basically, because now we have protections from God because we belong to the Lord. He made us. But when we're, we become, once we become, once we change our DNA, then we become something else. We are no longer human. Can God change mm -hmm. that? I think he could if somebody repented and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, but I don't know that for a fact. Okay. Uh, Would that be why this good, is happening? Yeah, good question. Sorry, Chris. It's a long good, good question. I, uh, Kevin, we have about twenty seconds. Do you want to take a stab at that, and then I'll finish up? Well, the bottom line here is is that God doesn't change. This mark of the beast represents Satan's last desperate effort, and and if he could have done it previously, he would have. And so this is his last move. And guys, God is going to make his last move. And you can see, you know, we're making it up as we go here. Um, I do believe, as I said before, I've told my dad, what could ever separate you from God? And now 
like you said, God didn't die for pigs and chickens and cows. So if they could turn me into one of those, well, then you could start to make this argument. But, but you see how inheritance is tied to our DNA. You see how the nature of, of being able to repent is also tied to our DNA. I can't say what this is or isn't. All I'm saying, this is what your Bible says, and this is what's happening. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin. And Chris, great question. Let me just tag on that. First of all, you're either gods or you're not gods. You were chosen before you were born. When I say you, I mean me, I mean all of us. You have to understand that. Now, you can't lay back and, and drink a virgin margarita on the beach saying, well, I'm God's chosen. I'm just going to, no, it doesn't work that way. Because when you're God's chosen, you hear God. And when we don't do what God wants us to do, we feel that. We feel the bumps. And I always tell people, I go, if you want to know you're a real Christian, look and see what kind of a turmoil you have in your life. Look and see what kind of bumps you're feeling, okay? So Chris and everybody out there, let me put it this way. I don't care if you've taken the, the, the jab, the schmab. I don't care what it is you've taken or I've taken. If you belong to God, baby, you are God's. Think of it this way. They can, the, the Antichrist can, can take a copyright form, fill it out, send it in uh, to, to get it stamped. And, and, but if it's never stamped, it's not a copyright. And that stamp is that mark of the beast, okay? So a lot of things can happen, but if you belong to God, don't, don't you worry about what you've done to this point. Uh, just repent, turn around, change, because you are God's and you have God's fingerprint on you and your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and that is God's copyright, all right? God bless you guys, I appreciate it. Dr. Kevin, thanks for being with us, brother. Thanks so much, appreciate okay. the opportunity. Sure, and if you could stay with us and chat, we'd love to chat with you. Um, sure. And I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of uh, our audience would love to. Also, okay, guys, remember, thank you. I appreciate everything you guys have been doing. Uh, don't forget lastevangelist.com. And uh, don't forget to uh, tell a friend uh, that, that we're a family and we're here every Monday night. Okay, just remember, you never really lived till you found someone worth dying for. And that's Christ Jesus. We'll see you next week.